Pastor Bob, the Kenosha, Wisconsin has been one of the focal points of unrest in the country. That, of course, followed the controversial police shooting of Jacob Blake. Now, your church is very active in Kenosha. What has Journey Church been doing in Kenosha before and after all the unrest? Several years ago, we had an event in our community that was uh, really a turning point uh, for us because we pulled together 30 different churches to try to help our community that uh, needed food and services, uh, and that was a a very powerful event. It was uh, was a moment where we realized that if we work together and uh, leverage the the power of unity, that we can do so much more for the glory of God uh, than we could ever do alone. And so uh, so that was an eye-opening moment. Uh, we, we gave out um, th- thousands of pounds of food and resources and services and medical and dental services, and uh, people wanted to know what we were going to do next. How is the church going to work together? We even had an alderman came up to me uh, and just said, you know, th- this could be a model of how our community works together in the future. We've never seen this before, and we think that it could be the way that we work forward in the future. And since there there is some leadership uh, from uh, the churches in this area, would you be able to do this again, do it more, uh, and uh, and help our community that same way? So we put our heads together, and we just thought about it. We prayed, and that led us to doing some research on what what we could really do, what would that look like, and that is where we started One Hope. Uh, the official name of One Hope is called One Hope Together, and the reason why we call it One Hope is because it's really all of us working together as one to offer hope. Uh, we know that in the Christian community, Jesus is our one hope, and that the church is the one hope for our world. And so we use that as our banner to be able to serve the community all together and have a unified effort. Uh, we, we use the scripture of John 17 as uh, our authoritative uh, uh, kind of mantra where, you know, that's what Jesus asked for the church to do. Before he left, he asked the church to work together. He said, we will be known by our love and by our unity. And so uh, th- there is something truly powerful when the church works together. I believe that you know what was demonstrated before just in one event helped us to realize that if we focus our energy as the church there's really nothing that we can that we can't do. We can do anything that we put our minds to and our hearts to and our faith to because the church is powerful. It, it's just that we're often spread out in so many different directions that our energy, our light, if you will, is, is spread out. Uh, it's distributed out. But when we focus our light, we focus our energy on some specific areas, it's like a laser, and we're able to cut through uh, and make a difference. So that's really what One Hope was created to do. It was to be a, a neutral third-party kind of neutral ground where the churches could come together and partner with the business community and our local government and civic groups all together, everyone that has serving in common and, and wants to help people in need, and then, uh, and then focus all that energy together. 
So we we talked to some of the government uh, f- officials, people that have a uh, a, a broad uh, like a they they have a um, a big picture view, and the, we asked those government leaders uh, and community leaders really. We we asked the community leaders what could the church do to serve you better if we if you were to wave a magic wand and just say the church could help us the most in this area what would that look like and we heard several things repeated over and over again uh one was they they were looking for help in the area of foster care um mentoring seemed to be a resounding need in every aspect of our community uh, there was there were mentoring needs whether it was children, adults, whether it was work, professional, uh, or um, or just uh, in the uh, the spiritual realm. It was mentoring was the answer. So we put together a plan to be able to rally the church and volunteers in our community around those needs, around foster care, mentoring, and then uh, a third initiative which which developed a little bit later, and it was. Uh, the uptown area of Kenosha. Now, this is uh, part of our community that uh, needs resourcing. It needs uh, some help in a variety of ways. But there are tremendous assets that are in this uptown area that just that just need to be uh, lifted up and developed and uh, come alongside. And so, uh, this is uh, an area of our community that that needs hope. Uh, and so we met with the local faith leaders, pastors in our community that have a heart for uh, helping people, and we just asked them uh, if they would be interested in forming a plan to help our community in a greater way. So 15 churches got together, and we did strategic planning for six months around the area of uh, helping our community in a strategic way, a laser-focused way. And what emerged from that was our uptown area as a place to focus our energy, our calendar, our time, our budgets as faith leaders. And the the narrative that grew out of that was one uh, of realizing that uh, we have a distinct challenge in the area of uh, racial division and, and high economic stress, but also just a great hope in this this feeling of um, over the last several years of unity that was really growing in the local church in Kenosha. I mean, we were hearing about it around the country, pockets of churches working together in different ways, and that was exciting for us. So we, we jumped on, on that idea and, of course, the biblical mandate of John 17, and we just began moving in that direction together um, to, to help the community uh, before all of the uh, civil unrest occurred here recently in Kenosha. So when that unrest actually hit and started and made national headlines, you know, as a church leader, as a community leader, what went through your mind and how did you pray? Well, there was fear in the eyes of the people. I've never seen it on that scale before, but my neighbors, leaders in the community, everyone had a sense of fear of the unknown. Uh, no, no one really knew what was going to happen next. Uh, there, there also was empathy for the situation and for what needed to happen and what got us to that place. But questions about what do we do now and where do we go from here? How do we address the, the 
situation of, that we're in currently and how do we help to uh, come together and, and address you know, of the reason that we got here in the first place. So, so there, there were all these questions and not a lot of answers. So what that led to is uh, a variety of amazing, incredible conversations in a very short period of time in our city with faith leaders and business leaders and, uh, and, and people from the public sector as well, all coming together. It was sort of a trifecta of communication that's needed in order to move this kind of thing forward. And it, and it happened. I believe that it happened because there was already a move of God in place in Kenosha around this kind of unity and conversation. And so, so because of that, uh, there, were, there were tables that were formed, and people started to begin talking in positive ways, uh, really from the first day that, that all of the, uh, the unrest began. And so that has been really the exciting story to see. Uh, that, that's really the behind the scenes that, that, that other, other uh, groups or other people haven't been able to, to witness firsthand. But, but as a faith leader myself, I mean, that, that's where there's just tremendous amount of hope because uh, groups like One Hope can come alongside business leaders, prominent business leaders that are good people that want to help our city move forward. And we can, we can stand together in a common place and we can work together move, moving forward uh, from this place uh, into a, a preferred future state. So that's very exciting. The potential is there. We have had some people uh, from other parts of the country of, observe uh, the last couple of weeks uh, of this, of these conversations, and they've just said, you, you have what some other areas don't have. You have a, uh, a, a conversation going on with, um, with all of the, the types of groups that are needed in order to have true healing and collaboration and momentum moving forward. So we are just submitting ourselves to God and to his uh, direction and leading, and we're watching some great conversations happening. I've, I've met more neighbors in the last couple of weeks than I ever had met before. Uh, we've had great conversations. I've, I've talked to a, a, a Jewish neighbor and a Muslim neighbor and um, neighbors that uh, work in our community and neighbors that work outside of our community, and I've just been able to hear their stories and meet their families. Uh, and uh, we even got together and had a, uh, a, uh, like a, a family um, barbecue uh, together, and it, it, it all led to that moment. And so it's just been – so even just on a neighborhood side, we've just seen a lot of growth and development um, in the community um, from a relational standpoint. How about uh, the young people, not, not only kids, but uh, teenagers, young adults? Uh, how, how are they coping with this, and, and have you found ways to, to, to reach out to them too? The young people, they are uh, they're very excited. The young people in our community are very excited to engage and help. We've had 989 registered volunteers in the last two weeks on the One Hope dot community website and many of them are young people they want to engage they want to help they want to do their part um, they're also actively involved in praying uh, there there are 
young people that have come to rallies in Kenosha. We've had several of them around prayer, and they are full of young people, full. Um, there, there are teenagers and young adults that show up to those prayer rallies with their hands in the air just praying and crying out to God for uh, a revival in our community. Uh, we're seeing you know, the, many of these kinds of rallies through, just peppered throughout the city at parks and uh, parking lots, and uh, that's, that's super exciting and very encouraging to see. Looking ahead, not only have we and the nation and the world, for that matter, had the pandemic to deal with, but also the, the unrest that's been going on. Looking down the road, say a year or two from now, what would you like to see going on in your own community and maybe even nationwide? A few years down the road in our community, I would love to see the tangible results of the conversations that are happening right now come to fruition in, in very special ways, where the people in our community understand each other more, they are loving each other more, and that the story that we can tell is that in, in the next couple of years that the faith community, the business community, the public sector have all kind of come together and worked towards conversations of healing, peace, and reconciliation. And, and I, I would just pray that that would be the story, that, that ch- more churches would be able to celebrate the diversity in their, their churches uh, to a greater degree, that our community would be able to celebrate its diversity and understanding of people in a greater way, and that, that, that we would be able to give God the glory for being able to work through this situation, just like Romans 8.28 says, that God works all things together for good, to those who love him. And I believe that that is a promise that is there for us today and that God will use this situation for good and for his glory and towards his purpose. For someone who may be listening to this, thinking about their own community, and maybe they would like to to jump in and get something like this going in their own community, but, you know, it seems so daunting, it seems so difficult, so awkward. What would you say to them? Every single community in our country has the potential to rise up and be unified. Uh, and that, and the, the, the people of God are called and equipped and positioned to be able to lead that way. They are able to be the, the voice of love and unity and peace and healing and reconciliation. And I believe that through prayer and just having an open heart and asking God to open the doors, that that people in every city in our entire country will be able to move the conversations forward to be able to show love and to be able to serve others in a unified way. I believe that churches are in a place today uh, all throughout our nation to work together like never before. I believe that churches are poised to work together to rally around serving, to rally around compassion, and to rally around love, because we all have Jesus in common, and we all have a love for people in common. So we can use what we have in common, and we can move uh, the the cause of Christ forward that way uh, just by reaching out and asking uh, fellow church leaders, fellow faith leaders to come together and begin praying together, begin brainstorming together and looking for what are the unique challenges in each community 
that that those churches can work together on and focus their energy and their resources on uh, accomplishing because it, it, it every step that the local churches accomplish in focusing their energy together for a common good in their community will turn the heads of people who uh, maybe are a little skeptical about faith. You know, they, it just will. Uh, that it will because love wins. Love always turns heads. Love compels people and gets them to ask the question of um, why are all these people caring and and what is behind that? And that ultimately points them back to God. Pastor Bob, we appreciate your sharing with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, and we're just going to continue to pray for Kenosha, for our state, and for our country as we move forward.